both different steak shops, and it was a steak off, so it was which one was better. Okay. Um, First one, you're probably more hungry for that, so it's kind of an unfair advantage. Depends on how far the ride is between them. True. It's true. True. Yeah, I didn't think of that. Do they have hoagie offs? I don't know. Yeah, what's your Where favorite hoagie? Where does that go? <laughs> probably a South Philly Italian. Oh. Yeah. Which I, I guess that just means it has prosciutto on it. That's yeah. how it's always conveyed Instead to Instead of me. ham? Yeah. Oil? Yes. Oregano? Yeah. Yeah. The um, sharp provolone is what makes it too for me. And I'm from I'm from uh, upper New York, so I never <laughs> had that before living down here. We don't even call them hoagies up there. No. No. I just, the, I just love the word hoagie. Do you call them subs? <laughs> Submarines? Yeah, subs. Yeah. So I want to open a hoagie place up there. Yeah, there you go. And everybody's like, what the hell is that? It's a sub, but <laughs> if you do it really, really well. If you do anything really well, people will And what about bread? What kind of bread are you like? We're going to have to get a baker. We're going to begin testing so, soon. Yeah. Somebody's going to have to. This is a legit learn. thing. You guys are making We were talking about it earlier this week. I mean, huh. yeah. long-term planning on it right now. Yeah, nothing immediate. Yeah. I've always wanted I'm, to open I, a restaurant. I will be first, first in line of the customer. Like, you guys do it. You let me know. Excellent. Yeah. 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 <laughs> So, Ben, do you want to, uh, since we've been recording a minute and a half, we got all that? <laughs> I got all the hoagie stuff. Perfect. All right. <laughs> do you want... Yeah, because we're, we're here to talk about beer. I could not rec- I could not, not record that. The hoagie So, talk. just so you know, you were just concerned about not about talking. Yeah. That was the best one and a half minutes we've had probably in the last two days. It was what? real. It was real. Because it was real. Uh-huh. Yeah. There yeah. you go. Yeah. All right. So I've, I've done I, this a lot, so yeah, I have right some experience. Off. Now I'm going to read from a script, yeah. which is very not real. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> exactly. But it, it'll be a good lay of the land. So. Yeah, we'll set out the, yeah. And explain what we're, the intro and then what we're doing, because we'll, we'll put it out on Mountain Bike Radio, too, just as a part of Dirt Fest. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It'll be a good crossover. We're starting something new here, so we're, you guys yeah, this are is, like this is this on the ground floor at this. The second it. episode of our new podcast, Good Brew. Oh, First one's not even it. out yet, so. For, yeah. <laughs> what is it about beer, especially craft beer, that brings us together as outdoor enthusiasts? Is it the hoppy goodness, the toasted barley delight, or the rich roast of a coffee porter? Yes and no. It's also the stories told around the trailhead, the fire, the parking lot, and the gear shop. Good Brew is more than just about the beer. It's about the story of beer and its deep-rooted connection to what binds us together as humans exploring our greater world. So grab a stool, slide on up to the bar, and let's talk some Good Brew. All right, everybody, thanks. That's a pretty good intro. That's good. Did you write that yourself? I did. Yeah, Yeah, nice. He's a copy. I got paid a lot of money for that one. I bet, I bet. So we are sitting at the 2019 Dirt Rag Dirt Fest in uh, Pennsylvania, Raystown, Pennsylvania, the Allegrippus Trails, and we are joined by the lovely folks from Trogues, a beer that I have been enjoying since I lived in Philly back in the early 2000s. Thank and, you. Uh, so let's do a quick round of, of, of intros, and then we'll, we'll kind of get into what this is right here and why we're doing a good brew from a mountain bike festival. So Mark, why don't you go ahead? Uh, my name is Mark. I'm a brewer at Trogues. I've been there for almost six years. Nice. Yep. I'm here with my fiance, Jancy. Hello, I'm Jancy, and I am the marketing events coordinator. So I am based at the brewery, but then I get to go out and hang out with our beer community in all of our 10 states in D.C. And I've been at Trogues for almost four years now. 
Nice. And I have to say real quick, congratulations. How long have you guys been engaged? Thank you. Uh, Since Uh, before Thanksgiving last year. Nice. (laughs) We've been together for two years this day. Yes. Dirt Fest is actually our kind of anniversary. Dirt Fest. First time we were here. So it's extra special for us. (laughs) It's your dirt anniversary. That's awesome. Well, congratulations. Thank you. So, Ben, you haven't been on Good Brew yet, so you need to introduce yourself. No, I am new. I am Ben Welnack, and uh, I am the creator of Mountain Bike Radio and the creator and founder of the Outdoor Route. So, the Outdoor Route, quick, real quick, one minute. The Outdoor Route, what it is, is a uh, media content Uh. company. It's a company that we're is... We're an in-progress. We're an in-progress company that is uh, based around the outdoor lifestyle. So Mountain Bike Radio, which a lot of people are familiar with, which we'll be rebroadcasting this over there just to give people an intro, right. is well-established podcast network about everything mountain biking. And But that is only part of the conversation. So part of the outdoor route would be the discussion about mountain bike, ra- or the mountain bike radio. Another discussion is a show like Good Brew where we talk about... We're able to talk about beer in a different way and how it connects us all in this why are we all here right right like it's bikes it that's the thing but you'd be here at a running festival or a outdoor <laughs> paddling, anything paddling right i mean that's what you do is you're that outdoor type right. of lifestyle obviously right. you're involved with that so the whole idea behind the outdoor route is to have conversations just like mountain bike radio has been established is to do that in other arenas so different small projects, whatever it is. So Good Brew is part of that. So that's been my idea in my head since a long time ago. And uh, Ben has really helped in uh, kicking me in the ass and giving me some uh, help, marketing knowledge and assistance and like help me to develop it in my own head and on paper and try to, and start making that happen. So cool. that's the whole scoop. So that um, was a quick five minutes. Five minutes, yes. yes. Cool. So yes. Tim, I'm not good with time. Yeah, I'm Tim. I'm the wow. brewing manager at Trogues. I've been there wow. since 2008. Done a little bit of everything wow. at the brewery, and now I just oversee the, the brewing staff. So we rolled in on Wednesday night. We set up Thursday morning. Everybody else shows up. Tim pulls in, sets up right next to us. We're like, oh, yeah. cool, we got neighbors, and we start talking. And in five minutes, I think Ben and I were sitting there like, whoa, you had blown our mind with some of the knowledge that you were dropping around beer. And it, yeah. just made it sound I'm really kind good. of a nerd. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean, that, that's the right that's the right way to be, right? Yeah. All right, so so Dirt Fest. So let's talk about this. So so there's a magazine. If you're not into mountain biking, you probably have never heard of the magazine Dirt Rag. If you are into mountain biking, hopefully you've read it and love it as much as a lot of us do. Um, born and bred right here in Pennsylvania. Um, Dirt Rag has been around since the 80s, and yeah. they've um, they've created this mountain bike festival in the middle of Pennsylvania, just just a stone's throw away from State College, which is arguably some of the best mountain biking in the Mid-Atlantic. Um, IMBA, the International Mountain Bike Association, came into Raystown. 10, 11 years ago? Uh, yeah, 2009 was the trail opening. I think the the whole system in general was in the works since 2003. Okay, so it was their very, from what I understand, I could be wrong here, but from what I understand, it was like their very first trail solutions project where they were like, given the green light, build us a, a trail yes. network, and IMBA was able to build this place. Yeah. Oh yeah, they turned it around pretty quick. Dirt Rag, being as savvy and as smart as they are, got involved immediately and then started this event, started this festival, thousand-ish mountain bikers gathering here for a weekend of great riding, hanging out with friends, 
getting to see and demo all kinds of different bikes from various vendors and then drinking really good drinking beer. beer. <laughs> and that's what brings us full circle back to good brew yeah. because that's what this is, right? So, okay. Trogues, based in Hershey, PA? Hershey, Pennsylvania, correct. And, and give us a brief background on Trogues. Trogues was started in uh, 97, two brothers, John and Chris, who were both working in different parts of the country, industries they were not particularly fond of, but they both had one thing in common. They were home brewing. They were interested in beer. They knew that someday they would always be in business together. It's kind of a thing that runs in their family with you know, brothers working together, fathers and sons working together. Wow. So they knew someday they wanted to be in business together. Um, their, first, their first thought, they came to their dad for some help, was that we're going to open a brew pub. And their father told them, hey, go get jobs in this industry and make sure this is what you want to do. So they both went out. Chris worked on a restaurant side. John worked in a brewery uh, in Colorado. Came back, founded Trogues in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Um, basically three employees. Well, two, two employees and a volunteer. And then a whole lot of family help. And they just kind of built this, uh, this reputation for solid brews coming out of central Pennsylvania. We're right now the 27th largest craft brewery in the U.S. Yeah. If you've been paying attention to beer, you probably have heard of Troganator. Troganator, yeah. Right, because that's been one of your biggest for a long time. Yeah, it's been kind of the consistent, almost flagship, but yeah, yeah consistent for us. Really. Then Perpetual IPA came out, and that was huge for you yeah, guys. Yeah, that was a big one. Yeah. We, we held off on that for a long time, because the way we approached business back in the day when we were located in Harrisburg was like, we want to make beers that we want to drink. Yep. We were getting some great IPAs from the West Coast, from a lot of other breweries, so we never really, you know, we're drinking these great IPAs. Let's do our thing and enjoy those great IPAs. And then finally we're like, you know what, we can do this too. And I think it was 2011 then we launched a Perpetual IPA. Cool. Yeah. Cool. So you waited for when it was right for you. Yeah, it was right for us. And we had some, some growing to do and uh, got access to some better ingredients and, and yeah. kind of just took that jump then. Nice. Yeah. So Jancy, what, so, you, so as events, what is Dirt Fest? Like why is this an important thing for Trogues? Not only because... You're, you're just down the road. I mean, in, in Pennsylvania, you're, you're neighbors to here pretty much. Cause mm -hmm. Well, definitely have to give Tim credit for this one, but <laughs> Tim is fault. a big reason. We've had such a long-standing relationship with Dirt Rag. Take the pressure off you, That's so. all good. No, no, well, Ask for permission. But want yeah. to yeah. give him the shout-out for that. But I can say my quick bit is um, Trogues is definitely setting ourselves up to be Pennsylvania's brewery. We really want to be considered that Pennsylvania's sweetheart, if you will. And this is a really fantastic way to do that. We also, we love people who love to be outside and bikes are definitely part of our DNA. And for me personally, this is one of the highlights of my year, getting to come out on the road. And when it was my first year's events, it was the first one that didn't feel like work. <laughs> Oh, so nice. It's, yeah. So it's nice yeah. to come out and that's a good differentiator right sharing, there. Yeah, that's cool. Sharing beers and hearing the mix of people that look forward to Trogues every year, thanks to Tim's establishing our, us here and then getting to bring the new stuff. So definitely have a perpetual crowd here, but then bringing some of the new stuff and even scratch this year. It's really great to share that with everyone that's been longtime friends. Yeah, nice. So, Mark, as a brewer, what is it? What does it mean to you when somebody is trying some of the new, like this raspberry tart ale? This is really good. This is fantastic. Glad you like it. Um, and so, from from your standpoint, because this like really good. Blood, sweat, yeah. and tears goes into what you're doing. This one's kind of a pain. I, I could only imagine. That's a lot of raspberries. That's a lot of raspberries. So, are you using fresh boil raspberries? It twice. Uh, raspberry puree. Yeah. Okay. Nothing's been done to the puree. I don't yeah, believe. Yeah, it's, it's a fresh it's just, puree done yeah. by uh, Oregon Fruit. Okay. So they make an aseptic puree, so yep. right out of the field, you know, 
Yeah. Yeah. Ties pureed right to us. Yeah. Would you consider this a goza? It started as a goza, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it is a, it's a two-stage fermentation, so there's a bacteria involved in giving you that nice tart pucker to the beer. Yeah. More um, complex. A little bit more complex Profile than too. a... Okay. Yeah, like so we kind of pulled it away from a goza. goza. 2.0? Yeah. I think that just makes it more of a, uh, gives the beer more complexities when you sour it with bacteria. Yes, yeah. As opposed to just so it does still acid. have um, mm -hmm. it does still have, still have salt in it as yeah. is you know normal and, and yeah. some coriander to kind of round those fruit flavors out. But it's gotcha. not a true goza. Yeah, I mean, yeah it's okay. close. It's just extra delicious. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, and that's true. Uh, I mean, yeah, from my lips to the microphone, it is a tasty beer. Yeah, I think I totally distracted your point, what you were getting at by saying it was really good though. <laughs> what were you asking initially? So what is it, when you come to an event like this and you see people drinking your beers and you're sponsoring part of the, you are the, the forgive me for not understanding exactly, what, are, what is your role this evening with sort of sponsoring the... I come here to party. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm yes. Sponsor the party. Yeah, that, that is why. why. And that, that is, I mean, he's not, he's not wrong. I mean, we, yeah. that's, we sponsor, that's essentially the, we sponsor our role. the music tonight. We mm -hmm. have happy hours. I'll be we helping have, out, pouring a yeah. little bit, make sure she's okay. <laughs> little enjoy, social lubricant enjoying the music kind of you know just chatting with Absolutely. people yeah yeah that's that's mm -hmm. why I come. so when you're when you're standing there and you're seeing a whole bunch of people enjoying your beer what does that mean for you oh, it feels good I don't yeah. Know. Mm -hmm. yeah job well done yeah. you know it's a lot of people it's a lot of us though mm -hmm. it's a big sure. group effort yeah but uh, how, how many how many brewers are there there's a lot of breweries in this country so when I see somebody drinking trogues oh, it does brewers. make me very happy how many, you know, how many brewers, brewers are at trogues, trogues? Oh, I yeah, always get asked this question. I never know the answer when to it. When we're fully staffed, and we have... Uh, 12? Yeah, 12. Mm -hmm. 12, yeah. Staffed. yeah. How many fermenters do you have? Oh, my goodness. We got a lot. We got a lot. We got... We have... Uh, 16. So, so everything we started with in Harrisburg, which are 100-barrel tanks, so a barrel being 31 gallons, so that's 3,100 gallons of beer. So we have all the 100-barrel tanks from Harrisburg, so that's like 16 or 18. And then we put in nine 300-barrel tanks. We moved into Hershey. And right now we have 16,000 barrel tanks out back. So we got a lot of tanks. Wow. Everything, every beer, every drop of beer we could make in Harrisburg fits in two of the big tanks out back. That's wow. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. It blew my mind yeah. when we stood them up. Yeah. Well, and, awesome. and for a lot of people listening, they might have only seen like the 10 barrel tanks. Yeah, we have some little ones, yeah. Yeah, they're little guys. You, you walk into the little, you know, the little yep. mom-and-pop brewery right down the road, and yep. that's what they usually have. Mm -hmm. 100-gallon like, tank, that's, that's huge. Yeah, 100 barrels. 1,000-gallon? Yeah, when you, and it's kind of like a... 1,000-barrel, that's... 1,000-barrel, yeah. So that's like, like you're standing under... Gallons. You're yeah. standing <laughs> under, like, 25,000 yeah, gallons yeah. of beer when you're in that yeah. cellar. Wow, that's that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, we don't always fill them all the way, necessarily. Right. But we can brew four or 500 barrels of Pilsner into one of those tanks, now we don't have to tie up the smaller tanks, which yeah, gives us gotcha. more room to make yeah. beers like this. That, um, it's all about leveling out production. You know, we have we have peaks of activity, we have valleys. Um, whenever we can flood a valley with something that'll carry us into the next peak, we'll do that. So we'll brew into a big tank, knowing that that's going to be something we'll pull from a couple times over the next couple months. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. A lot of flexibility. Yeah, it's nice. They're usually filled with Pippa, though. <laughs> yeah, usually, well, yeah, usually a few of them are filled with perpetual. Uh, yeah, perpetual IPA is definitely uh, it's yeah. forty percent of our sales right now is our IPA. Wow. So yeah. we call it Pippa amongst the brewers. Yes. Yeah. yeah and I call it that in, in public, and everybody's like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I, so it's your version of well, not your version of a Dippa, but it, I understand the, it's the Pippa. Pippa. It's yeah. Pippa. Perpetual IPA. Yeah. 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 The IPA. Yeah. 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 That's good. So I do want to know real quick: Do you use the fruit as the sugar in this one? No. What do you mean? 
So as the yeast feeds off sugar, right? Oh, uh, no, we're still brewing. Uh, it's like 50% wheat malt, 50% barley. So we're still brewing a pretty traditional beer. Mm-hmm. And the way we do this, then we'll, we'll brew this beer, no hops. Um, we will then put it into a tank with some bacteria, let that bacteria do its thing. And then we'll bring it back and stop that bacterial activity, bring it to a boil, add our hops, and then uh, cool it down and add our yeast. So it's a very traditional brew. Fruit comes in um, like a day after that, so a day after the boil. Then we're adding the fruit. The yeast is already going crazy. You know, it's going crazy. It's fully active. It's fermenting all those uh, those barley derived sugars, wheat derived sugars, and then you hit it with the fruit. And it's just party central. Yeah, cool. It definitely aids fermentation. The blow off bucket of that tank is now just. Yeah, spitting foam, foam all over. Oh, yeah, bubbling yeah. like crazy, huh? Yeah. yeah. Red foam all over. Do you know what a spit bucket is? <laughs> no. Do you want to explain that? I don't know anything about beer. <laughs> they're, they're very cool. Yeah, I can actually drink sit it and enjoy it. That's all. Yeah, it's pretty That's wild. I started asking Tim questions in my normal podcast way. Mm-hmm. I started asking him questions that I, I don't know. A lot of people won't admit that they don't know anything about beer. They just want to talk about it. I'm like still they learning, do. too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, I don't know. Well, that's the hard part of talking to somebody like us is because we. Mm-hmm. tend to not really understand how little a lot of people know about beer. Right. So it's our life. It's I what we do for a living. I assume people know what I'm talking about. So it's, yeah. very, it's very common <laughs> in... <laughs> what do? I'm like, did you do that thing? They're like, what are you talking about? In my head, I thought you knew. Like, so yeah. that's very common in bikes and any outdoor gear-related things. So skis, whatever it is, fishing, hunting. Uh, it's very easy when you are in it. Yeah. To just assume that everyone else knows what you're talking about. So that's why I asked that question because I want I want that yeah. spinoff bucket to actually be. Yeah. What the hell is that? Like why? Like yeah. So uh, basically, yeast as it consumes the sugar generates alcohol, carbon dioxide, various esters and phenolics. The Things esters, that you don't want in the beer. Yeah, I mean esters and phenolics. Some of them are bad. Some of them are, are building that flavor profile that you're looking for. But the CO2 is what the the blow off bucket is for. So you've got all of this carbon dioxide coming out of this beer, um, the, you know, this fermenting beer. So we have basically we tie the top of the tank. It's normally sealed. You have a hose that goes into a bucket, so that any foam or anything that comes out, the water's stripping it, and you know, you're just then giving off the CO2 to the, the environment. Yeah. So you'll see if you ever walk into a brewery, you'll see these like five-gallon buckets, or depending on what size. Yep. Oh, yep. Gotcha. And there's okay. a hose going into yeah. it, and that's it. And, and they're you just walk bubbling. in, it's like clear water. A couple of days later, it looks like the nastiest. <laughs> yeah. Ideally, it doesn't, but often it does. Yeah. 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 You probably don't want to let all that stuff sitting around for very long. Right. It's kind yeah. Of, it's kind of dirty, doesn't it? Well, you'd rather have it all stay in the tank than collapse yeah. back down, and that's better yield. But okay. some beers you can't avoid. Yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah. So. How important is it being at an event like this, not only to see people enjoying your beer, but also to almost like, um, what is it? Um, um, the, the, the term is escaping me, but it's like crowdfunding almost, like sourcing the crowd to find out what are they looking for next, right? And how do they influence where the direction that you're going with, with beer? Like, how does that happen? Does, does that happen? I've seen it, I would say, going off of maybe the first two years I came, it's a balance of people. This is definitely an IPA crowd, but yeah. then we, when we first brought our Goza here, people definitely responded to that, and I've seen that response grow with when we brought raspberry tart and fruit. But I usually try to plan the beer we bring on what the crowd is looking for mm-hmm. and, and, and also what we do well. So we don't necessarily make beer just because everybody wants something crazy. We make what we make. And yeah. 
I think we have a little bit of everything. Uh, the scratch we have tonight is a pilsner, which some people sometimes they they poo poo on pilsners, but, <laughs> yeah, but they just need to have the except yeah, yeah. Okay. they need to have but the right they're missing out. This. Okay, and here's a great you finish what you're saying, oh, yes. and then we got to hit him on the pilsner. Oh, absolutely, because this is worth some time. Well, no, absolutely. <laughs> uh, but this scratch pilsner that we brought is something that's only been at the brewery, and it's really awesome when I'm able to get my hands on beer like that. That they're not going to make the two-hour drive out. We're bringing the good stuff to them, right. and pilsners are also the way to really see what a brewery is made of yes. and their right. technique. And they'll definitely, <laughs> these two can definitely talk more about it's that. It's literally the, the brewer's favorite beer. Yeah, easily. Absolutely. Amongst everybody. And why is that? Yeah. Yes. Uh, because so we all know what it, yeah. We, we know <laughs> what it, all, yeah. we know yeah. what it takes to make a good Pilsner. We know that there's a lot of effort. People see Pilsner as like, okay, there's not a lot of hops profile. There's not these crazy flavors but that's a lot of work to do that in a beer it's very easy to add hops it's very easy to use a different yeast to get different flavors out of but pilsner it's crisp it's clean there's no place to hide the steaks i mean it's yeah a brewery that does a good pilsner is somebody that's worth spending your money on where would you go to find uh, information on how to do that <laughs> here we go good transition that's a great question we've always <laughs> we have always made uh sunshine pilsner for used to be a seasonal a couple years ago it went year round um so recently we were, were actually kind of really lucky to have a guy in our quality assurance lab who's a vine stefan grad uh for those that don't know vine stefan is the there it is sunshine pilsner uh, Weinstefan is the State Brewing Academy in Germany. So if you want to be a brewer in Germany, you go to one of two schools. That's one of them. So Ben and I uh, went to Germany, and the, the plan was to just go to a trade show. We hit, yeah, party foul. Not any of these Bens, no. But. So we went to Germany. We talked to a lot of brewers. We learned a lot about just traditional Pilsner brewing from breweries that have been around for a very, very long time. Brought some of that knowledge back to Trogues, and we took our... Our standard Sunshine Pilsner, and we kind of set some of it to a different tank, just tried this very traditional technique with it, and it kind of kind of blew our minds just what what stressing the yeast can do to a beer. So it's, I'm hoping people like it as much as we do. It's, it's phenomenal. Croisened Keller Pilsner. Yes. So the croisoning is when we're stressing the yeast. Yes. Yes. So we take, we take a beer that's almost done, and we slowly chill it down. And then we'll take a beer that's in a very active stage of fermentation and we'll put a little bit of that into the cool tank. The active stuff gets kind of freaked out because you've just put it into a very cold environment and it just gives off these wonderful flavors by doing that. And naturally, self, it carbonates itself yep, also. Yep, I forgot about uh, that part. Gives you different carbonation. It's a softer... Yep, softer carbonation. It's, yeah, all around. It's pretty yeah, amazing. So you like doing that, going over and talking to those? I like going to different countries and drinking beer. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first time I had the opportunity to do that. Do you uh, like so. going to different places and riding your bike? Yeah, there's a fair question. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was really dumb. <laughs> Anytime I go anywhere, I'm thinking about what? what's the beer situation here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. Now, as a brewer, though, it was kind of cool because like, to, to go to a culture where beer is so much a part of who they are. Yes. And experience that was okay. was pretty awesome. Yeah, it really was. I learned a lot about just what beer could be by okay. visiting these different breweries. So, so what is what is it about? Well, let me ask you this: What makes a good pilsner? 
Wow. Because um, I think a lot of people think Pilsner and they just think, okay. I think a lot of people's exposure to Pilsner has been you know, your macro beers. I mean, you know, you look at your Miller Lights, your Bud Lights. And those are Coors, respectable, they're, honestly. They're all good Pilsners for yeah, what they are. Yeah, those are well done Pilsners. Um, they're definitely, you know, they're their own category. It's called American Light Lager when you look at any of the, you know, the judging criteria. German Pilsner, they've... You know, you're looking for you want to you want to taste the barley. You want the hops to be in a supporting role, but of a particular, you know, they call them noble hops yes, for noble. a reason. Yep. You know, it's like a very subtle floral character, sometimes a little bit of an herbal character in it. But uh, you're really just looking to kind of blend all that together in a very balanced, very refreshing beer, and that's kind of what we're going for. We use Sausinger as a big hop yeah. in our so, Sunshine Pilsner. That's it's got. That is, the, that is the hop for Pilsner's. It is Saz. delicious. Yeah. 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 Chance you have to leave, huh? I do. Got to put events oh, in the events yeah. coordinator position. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, thank you for taking Thanks for, oh, thanks thanks for sitting thank you. Are you guys the, able to stick around for yeah. a Yeah, yeah I can stick around. people you need yeah. to talk to anyway. Well, we'll come visit you in a little bit. Yeah, yeah thanks for doing that, too. Pour in the scratch and pour in the field study. You all good? Yeah. I'm just getting the push stuff. Okay. 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 We'll be down a bit. You're good. See you down there. Yeah. So, 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 yeah, so. hey, if you give me hell for that. I mean, <laughs> yeah, no, 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 that's, that's my word. I said it earlier. Um, how important is it to get outdoors for you guys? Because I've always known that about tropes, that you are yeah. very active. Yeah, we've been very involved in, uh, you know, the Nature Conservancy. They have, you know, trail running races and stuff. Right. We're very involved in that. We do bike events. We do, uh, I mean, the brothers... With as much time as they spent in Colorado, the outdoors was kind of, kind of in them, and they wanted to bring that, you know, that kind of mindset to Pennsylvania as well. And how, and how important is that to the business? Not only from a, that's where you find ways to connect with your potential customers or your current customers, but how does that influence the beer? How does that influence the job? That's a good question. Not, um, I think it's just you know the satisfaction from so our role is just is being part of that community. Yeah. You know, so trail maintenance days, stuff like that we're sponsoring. We have a club uh, locally, Susquehanna Area Mountain Bikers Association. We sponsored them. They just built this amazing trail system up behind the Hershey Medical Centers. Uh, so be part of that community that we can we can support these guys who then are creating these opportunities to enjoy the outdoors. Mm-hmm. I mean, that kind of carries across everything. I mean, we've had employees go out and help plant hops or help harvest hops or help, you know, plant trees. And it's just kind of in our blood. It's like it's yeah. giving back to the community in a way that everybody in the community can enjoy by being part of the outdoors. Gotcha. gotcha. So can I interrupt quickly? Yeah. Floyd Landis just went by on a unicycle. I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. It's like, it's random. Um, Is that his new venture? I don't know, but I just was sitting at an event Recording a podcast and Floyd Landis went by on a unicycle. Dirt fest. Was he yeah. all kitted out? <laughs> no. <laughs> but that's what you would see if you came to Dirt Fest. Yeah. Um, so, and you guys have been in, directly involved with, and, and we should we should talk about this because we're at Dirt Fest. Yeah. You've been directly involved with Dirt Rag for a long time. Yes. The uh, we've been advertising with Dirt Rag for a very long time. Uh, yeah. How did that start? Somehow. One of the Free brothers for advertising. Well, that's what like it that. was. Yes, one of the brothers or both of the brothers were at a wedding of a friend, yeah. who also had a friend that was the publisher of Dirt Rag Magazine. Yeah. So the brothers, John and Chris Trogner, started talking to Maurice, 
and they kind of made this gentleman's agreement like hey we'll send you beer can you run ads every now and then and it's been going on now for a very long that's time that's a very easy very yeah. easy answer yeah yes. one, of, one of my yes. first jobs when I started at Trogues was putting together a pallet of beer for Dirt Rag Magazine I was pretty stoked we'll work for beer we'll work for beer yeah, yeah. and it's continued since then so when uh, and this is kind of where I sort of stepped in it when I saw that they were having the grand opening of this trail system and the, the handwritten flyer in the bike shop said, you know, new trails, free beer. I didn't think twice about calling the number and saying, whose beer? I work at a brewery. Uh, and then, yeah, ask for forgiveness later. I had to go to the brothers and say, hey, I just committed kegs to this event. Uh, but it worked out. I mean, it's, it's been a fantastic event. We've been involved every year since the trails opened in 2009, and we've yeah. watched this grow from... You know, those early years where it was just a couple hundred people whose main interest was mountain bikes and drinking uh, to, to the events you guys see around you now. I mean, it's, it's been pretty well, fantastic. And I think it's safe to say that that you have both grown. Oh, okay. You guys have both grown. Sure. Almost simultaneously. Watching yeah. Dirt Rag grow the way it has. Oh, absolutely. Watching Trogues grow the way that it has. Right. So, how far how far of a distribution catalog do you have? Like how far? Uh, are you going? Right now, I think it's ten states. I mean, sixty okay. percent of our sales is still in the state of Pennsylvania. We're as far west as Ohio. Uh, we're all the way down to North Carolina, and I think it's like New York, Massachusetts is kind of our northern border. Yep. Okay. Uh, so yeah, it's kind of started as uh, our, our growth model was where are we going that we want to be able to have access to our beer yeah and then it's you know we've got a full sales team and marketing team now obviously as we grew and uh they're looking at whatever it is they look at to make those choices so listeners if you're if you're wondering how you can get your hands on a trogues and you're across country it's another reason to come to pennsylvania dirt fest yeah 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 so but pennsylvania is full of great outdoor opportunities it's the mountain biking's great, but there's also there's great paddling here. Yes. There's great hiking. I mean, the Grand Canyon of Pennsylvania is yep. up the road. I was tempted That's... to go to Walmart and get a fishing rod and a fishing license. For oh, the... I'm going should. Next weekend. Well, Racetown is fantastic. Yeah, I mean, it's 27 mile long lake. I mean, there's fish in there somewhere. Yeah. I know. Well, so then ask your question. <laughs> what about it? What are they fishing for in there? Oh yeah, what's that lake known for? I uh, know the the state record uh, striper was caught oh, here, really? and it was like 80 pounds or something ridiculous. Seriously? Wow. Yeah. Um, so bass, smallmouth and largemouth, um, striper, musky, muskellunge. They catch a lot of musky here. State record musky, I think, came out of this lake. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So, Mark, you ride, obviously, right? You ride bikes. Not really. <laughs> Not really? <laughs> you just like to party. Yeah. <laughs> I, play, I play a lot of video games lately. <laughs> but you're going fishing next week. That. Yeah, because I'm going home to visit my parents. Where is that? Where's home? Uh, Rochester. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yep. Um, Where you're opening your hoagie shop. Yeah, uh, yes. ideally. Yeah. In the future, yeah. So what well, kind of fishing are you into then? Well, actually one of my best friends, he loves fishing. Okay. So you just um, join him? Yeah. You just like, bring the beer. Yeah, exactly. Yep. <laughs> but my family comes. You know, my That's dad loves to fish, so okay. it's just hang out with my best friend and my family at the same time. You know, two so, birds yeah, stoned at once. Yeah. Perfect. So what uh, what's the biggest fish you've ever caught? You know, I was too young to really remember. I never remember got to it. ask a brewer how big, what the biggest <laughs> fish you ever caught, so I have to. I was too young to really remember how big the fish okay, was. Biggest one you can remember catching. Well, it's just gonna say that because I won a competition where I like I got the biggest fish in this competition and I got uh, a pole as a prize. I was probably like ten. Okay. <laughs> wow. So I thought that was pretty cool. It was a nice pole. I used it when I was growing up. <laughs> okay. 
Uh, but yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, okay. I usually don't catch them. I, mean, I get impatient, so I just keep pulling it out. <laughs> this, is awesome. like, this is stupid. Slamming beers. <laughs> yeah. um, so fishing is a drinking sport for you. I just like to be outside as yeah. far as outdoor stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I feel guilty if I sit inside too long. Okay. I'll go for a hike every now and then. That's. So how do you balance that with playing all the video games that you've been playing? Whenever Jancy wants to go for a walk, I say, you go okay. out and go for a walk. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'll go for a walk with you. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Hopefully, I, I gotta get better about it. I do have a bike. It's like a, um, it's not a road bike, but it's like a leisurely yeah. riding around fitness bike. You yeah, cruise, yeah, it's a fitness bike. Like a cruiser. It's a yeah. Trek, uh, Trek FX or whatever. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah, that's some nice and easy. Cause I used to live pretty close to work, but I could ride to work. I did that a little bit. It was a ride home that I never wanted to do. <laughs> Riding in, I was like, okay, this is great. <laughs> Stay for a couple beers. I'm like, I don't want to ride my bike. Right <laughs> <laughs> so, right. I did go mountain biking once uh, with Tim. Yeah, we got. Out. I that thought I held my own pretty well. I, I wasn't dead last. Well, I was, but it's all good. It's not I wasn't about that being far behind like, everybody. Yeah. It didn't help well, that we put you on a rigid single speed. Either. Yeah, that's oh, that's just me. <laughs> oh man, it was my low. That's like, I was going like, like taking somebody too. who's never been skiing. Little hazing is all good. Did you get out here at all? No. No? You should go out. There's a quick little demo loop. You just try, like, an actual bike that has suspension of some sort. And some gearings. Yeah, 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 sure. Just try it do out. Do that in the morning. Yeah, we'll do yeah. it Before we pack yeah. up, yeah. I have a time, I'll figure out what time it opens. I'd rather do that, like, first thing. Right. Yeah, nobody's guys, out there to top, see me embarrass myself. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah, they'll yeah. set you up with yeah. the bike tomorrow morning. Yeah, we're going to demo <laughs> a bike tomorrow. We got the brewer, one of the brewers at Trogues right here. You got to get him on us. The first time he... We went tour. out mountain biking with these guys, and they took them on a rigid single uh, rigid single speed. That's a bad experience for somebody who doesn't really know. I had fun. Beer, I know. I'm sure he's oh, got okay. plenty. Yeah, we got we can do that. We can the do that. The raspberry is really good. The raspberry is really good. I was uh, impressed with that. Thank you. Can I ask you something? Sure. What's your favorite beer? If you were to give it, uh, hang on. Outside of a like a perfectly done pilsner, because apparently, you know, if you're like in it, like if you were to pick a beer. That you were gonna have while well, you're on you're on your third beer, the raspberry ones. <laughs> yeah. like in the history of that, you've been how long you've been at Trolls? Almost five and a half years. Okay, five so and in and five and a half, half so. years, what's been your favorite? It could be like a little project beer, or it could be. A, it doesn't even have Trogues? to be a it, No, it doesn't oh. have to be a Trogues. No, the first part is Trogues, and then oh, the second I didn't part hear that. is like. Okay. In, well, we brewed a yeah, sangria style IPA. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Sangria style IPA? Yeah. We, we have a contest called Metal Brewer. So it's kind of patterned after the Iron yeah, Chef. The, yeah, sure. Yeah. So the brothers would pick an ingredient that every team had to use to make beer. This so, sounds like a great... And then we break up into homebrew teams. Everybody does a five-gallon batch. You get judged <laughs> on the beer, your presentation of the beer, and a food pairing. So it's a fun, oh, it's a fun employee a event. So cool Mark, Mark won with his uh, sangria IPA. Wow, was, nice job. Yeah, yeah. What was the ingredient that you had to? Uh, what was it? We kept it? saying it was glitter, but there was no glitter. <laughs> it in. wasn't glitter. It, no, just it was uh, ridiculous. Was it, it was like fruit uh, or dried fruit, or I forget. <laughs> Definitely, it was fruits of some sort. I, yeah, I actually had made real sangria the weekend before. I saved all the fruit and put that in the the keg, like a couple days before I yeah. we served it. So it then, was just a really uh, super hoppy New England style IPA, sure. a lot of Amarillo, yeah. which is one of my favorites. So then the prize for the contest is that the winners 
get to brew that on a larger scale. So we have two brew houses. One is, you know, the pays the bills, the 100-barrel system. And then we've got a little 15-barrel system for R&D stuff. So they get to brew a 15-barrel batch Mm -hmm. of this beer for release in the tasting room. So that was pretty cool. It came out pretty bitter. Yeah. If we could do it again, it could probably make it a little bit better. But I thought it came, all in all, it was pretty good. It was just a lot of fun. Yeah. Scratch sure. number 311, too. 311. We had that number reserved for my beer. Sing. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> Scratch 420 is coming up, so I, I want to do a Sangria 2.0. We'll see. I know. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> it's just a good way to get some creativity and good ideas flowing. It and also was... Uh, have a little fun. Yes, and that's what the Scratch program is. I mean, yeah. it's, they started it in Harrisburg um, like they do it two or three times a year, and now that we've got this little R&D brew house, so to speak, um, it's just trying out new new techniques new recipes new yeah. ingredients yeah. and like every now and then like mark said we'll we'll do something like an employee come up with something yeah uh, yeah it's fun that's cool how do you decide to take one of those ideas and actually release it to public versus uh, yeah. uh it's gonna stay in house for a while yeah it starts in house and we see what kind of reception it gets yeah. in house uh, we might float some out to some events at you know philly market's been really good for us we might float some out to a special event in philly and see how the reception is there okay ultimately it comes down to john and chris i mean if they think something is worth drinking you know we're gonna make it right and it's been kind of cool because they have they have this weird ability to just know what's gonna work john especially Sit down with our brewmaster, John, and have conversations, and he'll throw all these ideas at you, and you're listening to it going, that's insane. And we try it, and then the results are yeah. pretty usually I mean, amazing. You don't like get the Volte beers that are out there now. Well, we haven't gone there. He's not a Pepper yeah, fan. But, but that's uh, like, that's some well, of the Well, a good example would be uh, we sat down. So there's, there's seven of us on the creative team, and we sat down, and John comes in, and he goes, so I had this dessert last night. And we're all going, oh, crap, here we go. And he starts describing he starts describing this dessert Jeez, and like it had beer. it had this kind of flavor <laughs> and it had lactose. it had peaches and it had this nice brown sugar <laughs> note to it and it had like a bourbon sauce yeah. and, and we sat around the table and we're like okay well this malt's going to give us that kind of flavor and we can do this and we can do that we'll do peaches and then we'll age it in bourbon barrels so it's just from this dessert he had at a restaurant you know the seven of us in the room with whatever it is now 80 years experience in brewing combined just throwing stuff at it. It was one of the most fun things I've done as a brewer is just to have all these guys just spitballing ideas. Yeah. And once we got it in the bottle and we and, and John tasted it, he's like, this is exactly what I wanted. It was it was a fun process. That's got to feel pretty rewarding yeah, as a team. Yeah, absolutely. To have that. And then yeah. to see, you know, like was alluded to earlier, you see, you know, we get off work. We're behind the wall. You know, the front of the house gets all the exposure. We've got a kitchen. We've got a, you know, a little snack bar area big bar with the tasting room staff and you know, we're behind the wall we're doing all the work so when we get off work walking through that tasting room and for me at least looking at a packed tasting room people smiles on their faces you hear the commotion everybody's having a pretty good time with something you created that's that's a good feeling yeah that is i can imagine that yeah. that's pretty cool that's why i like this event too because everybody's having a good time here yeah something yeah. we helped with i just want to circle back around to that sangria beer real quick <laughs> nice. it also mentioned that because i didn't get to fully explain it yeah yeah that's it. what i so it had wine soaked oak staves and the tannins from the wood kind of like gave a different kind of bitterness that balanced out the super juicy fruitiness of the ipa because yeah. yeah. england ipas are usually pretty imbalanced in my opinion um no, so was, that was, was an cool interesting project. thing about it. Yeah. It also had rum-soaked maraschino cherries. So it was a little more complex <laughs> just throwing wow. fruit into a beer. 
I would love to see John actually seriously try to make that beer. Yeah, that would with try his because he really can make some great stuff. So, so how long have you been brewing? Just since that Trogues. So, so, you, so Trogues is your first brewery job. Yeah, that was my first gig. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. We've been yeah. lucky. We've had a. Are you gonna make him walk around with a staff? Did you get a staff? No, no, no. <laughs> I was telling him about the the journeyman brewer we okay, saw in Germany. Yeah, talk about. <laughs> so that talk, yeah, talk about that. Well, I mentioned. Hang on, let's let's hear about him. Okay, go. So what did you do before that you then you're like, you just. I worked in a machining from, shop, for a while. Um, you went from machine shop to just brewing beer. Yeah, you, well, yeah. I was drinking. I was spending a lot of my paycheck on beer. <laughs> I went to yeah. That's like the story of getting into bikes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I went to a culinary. There's a associate's degree. It was like restaurant entrepreneurship. I like really liked food. In, I still love food. I was at a community college in okay. Rochester. Yes. Um, so you have some taste. Like you have some. You're drawn yeah. to like flavors. So yeah, you weren't just absolutely. drinking beer. You were paying attention while you're drinking beer. Yes. Yep. Um, but. The life of a chef is working nights and weekends. I, I mean, I work a lot of nights, but <laughs> it's just different. I don't know. Yeah. I was like, I- I'll go for this beer thing, try that out. And it was, uh, my parents are very supportive. They assisted me in getting into a brewing school. And I think that's why Trogues picked me up. And then yeah. I learned yeah, a so ton. Yeah, so we brought Mark in as an there. assistant right, pretty much right out of brewing school, right? So yep. you did go to brewery school beforehand? Yep, I went to gotcha. one in England. the same one that Chris Trogner went to, actually. Yep. yep. Wow. So yeah. what was that experience like? Have you ever been overseas? Nope. No? So what did you think when you first got there? You're like, oh boy. Yeah. Or, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you learned about They spoke, they yeah. spoke English. Yeah. English <laughs> so that was a start. I gained a strong appreciation to, to those more subtle beers, lower ABV beers. I drank a lot of double IPAs. Right. Like, yep. A lot of American craft beer enthusiasts do. I remember drinking my favorite double IPA when I got back from that experience, and I was like, ugh, can't even. <laughs> for drinking 4% beers for the last, you know, a few months. I did get a chance to travel to Amsterdam. That was just for, you know, the hell of it. But then I got to go to Belgium and Germany and uh, Prague, you know. That's drink drink so, beers. Yeah. 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 Drinking fresh pilsners in Prague and everything I could in Belgium, you know. How long is awesome brewery experience. school? Like, how, how long is a, of a commitment is that for someone? Mine was a, like, 11-week course. Okay. Yeah, so not crazy long. Um, yeah, there's some really good short courses in this country and in England. And yeah, you can do anything from offer something course. very similar to it. Um, but then it's people like UC Davis have full-blown, like, fermentation sciences yeah. programs, oh, majors. Wow. Yeah. With a lot of prerequisites that yeah. I do not have. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. No, that's good. <laughs> it's just, it's interesting because you talk to different brew masters and brewers and there's always a different random path this is the first machine shop one I've heard I think that gave me a good attention to detail yeah uh, oh, yeah, sure. yeah I worked on a lot of improvement Tolerance projects there too so, so yeah yeah yep which when you're talking about now ingredients and trying to balance things it's all tolerances right yeah yeah I mean, we're precise I don't get to work a lot in recipe formulation, unfortunately. So okay. it's just um, understanding the equipment that we use, though, and yeah. finding efficiencies in it, and just foresight, I feel like, are my strengths. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so back to the staff and the president, <laughs> carrying the staff, the apprentice. Uh, well, it's, yeah, the journeyman. I, I mentioned earlier about the trip to Germany, and, it, and, and being in a country where beer is so much of a part of who they are. And we're starting to see that develop in the U.S., with the sheer number of breweries we have now, I mean, beer is becoming more and more accepted. We got a long way to go to get 
if that's the goal. I don't know. Yeah, to, to get where Germany is. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's kind of crazy. It's Have like beers. No, no, yeah. I haven't actually. Oh, yeah. You guys there? You got funny costumes? We're, um, a lot of German immigrants. That okay. Well, yeah, that's yeah. kind of what Pennsylvania is known for, too. Yeah, so we, uh, well established. Good, good. Uh, so anyway, good over there, uh, you have to do, to be a brewer, you have to go to brewing school, then you have to do an apprenticeship. And there are different types of apprenticeships. And while we were there, we saw these guys wearing very traditional, like kind of old world clothing with these crazy walking sticks and these leather duffel bags and... And what I learned while I was there is that's one route for apprenticeship out of school is these journeyman brewers. And all they do for two years is just walk around the country and go into breweries and say, hey, do you have any work for me? And they're literally working for room and board and experience Jeez. for two years, just yeah. walking around like the country. The, uh, Mostly Bavaria. I don't know how much this goes on in the north of Germany, but uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we saw them walking all over the place in oh, Nuremberg. It's crazy. Uh, you clean you all these say, kegs. You, you're also saying, Tim, that the brewers will see a journeyman walking down the road and be like, all right, what do we have for them? Yeah, what do we have for this <laughs> yeah. guy to do? It's but like, that's their resume. That is. It, it builds the experience and kind of so cool. keeps them sustained while they're doing it. It's pretty wild. I mean, I don't, I don't see anything like that. Although, as much as I want to make some of our assistants kind of wear funny clothing, yeah. like the white boots we just bought everybody. Oh, that Guy Fury wig uh, I got. So, so, this is a question for both of you. I don't care which one answers first. But at the end of the day, besides the paycheck, why do you, why do you choose to brew beer for a living? The people. Yeah. yeah the industry is I mean, so fun. cool. It's a, it's a, it's, I mean, it's hard work. And hours yeah. aren't always great, but I love, yeah, I do really like my coworkers. Yeah. I mean, people have this misconception that brewers just drink beer all day, which is yeah, not the case. I mean, as Mark said, it's a lot of hard work, and you, you sacrifice on quality of life, so to speak, because of the pay is not as great, but you really, everybody I know loves what they do. So I, I would have not thought that there's a sacrifice that is being made for... Brewing beer. So yeah. explain that. What's we have the some sacrifice? interesting guests. Yeah. <laughs> she used to work at Jokes. Uh, yeah. Hi, Krista. <laughs> okay. Later. We'll get you later. <laughs> yeah. Tasting room staff. Yeah. <laughs> They're so friendly. Is there someone demoing helmets? I don't know. Demoing helmets. No. Yeah, those guys, they might have an extra one right there. Doesn't YT have any helmets? I don't know. They're right down there. You have a YT. So you started to ask about the sacrifice. Yeah. Yes. What is the sacrifice? I mean, it's, it's literally. I mean, the industry does not pay very well. Oh, but it's, you know, no, it does. Yeah, it's, but people get into it because the industry itself is so cool. It's like, especially craft. You look at craft, and as much as everybody looks at all the the brands on the shelf and thinks we're all competitors, which we are. We're all friends. We're all family. I have, you know, you're each drinking each other's beer. Victory calling me up saying, do you guys have malted oats we can use? And, and just, it's, it's huge. I mean, we all support each other. We all realize that by lifting others in craft, we're elevating ourselves because people are going to go somewhere and it's going to be their first craft beer. Yeah. It doesn't matter who it is. And, it, and if we can be part of making sure their craft beer is good, Maybe they're more likely to try our craft beer or the guy down the street's craft beer. High concentration of good people. It's yeah, it's a great group of people. Just so, people in general that appreciate it too. 
how so, much how much share yeah that's my <laughs> word how much so how much sharing of talent is there in the beer industry you see a good bit i will say trogues does treat us pretty well yeah yeah i mean it's just the industry as a whole is with the pay thing but trogues yeah they give it but it's great so, health insurance great everything well great, you, so. you'd see a lot of I mean, we have how many new breweries in Harrisburg have opened that oh, now God. have former Trogues brewers running them? Well, and that's what I was going to ask. Yeah. Is like, and I don't want to necessarily put you on the spot, but if you get to the point that you're just like, I really enjoyed making that Sangria IPA, the Sipa. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. Name. There you go. Right. I just helped you along the path, man. He does, man. Do he does do marketing for a living. So, yeah. when is it? And are you guys open to that? Like, you know what? I'm I'm ready to go and start brewing my own beer. Yeah. I want, and there's a you know another brewery down the road that's like they're looking for somebody to come in with new ideas. Does that happen regularly? Is that part of the Not, process? Because that's that's in the bike industry. It's that's big time in the bike industry. I'd say in the industry in general, absolutely. Um, we've had yeah. guys come to us from other breweries. We've had guys go to other breweries. The one thing that's unique about Trogues in some way is that. People don't seem to leave very often. Yeah. Not I mean, the brewers. The brewers, no. we have a pretty because it's just a good consistent program there. I won't leave Trogues unless it's like to go back to where my family. Now, is. what I always yeah. feel bad yeah. as as the manager of the brewing program is like I see these guys that need to grow. I want to let grow, and it's like these are the roles we have. This is and to see them, you know, stick it out and still give their all day to day is pretty cool. Now we've had a couple guys leave that want a little bit more control. They want to do things their way, which is awesome, and you know we support those guys. We have. Like a lot of industries, we have a non-compete clause in our agreement, and we've never enforced it. And it's like we're happy to see these guys go succeed. Yeah, you just yeah. had him say, "I'm not leaving unless I'm going back to the family." <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So you're doing Trump's something right. Me very very well. Good yeah. here. Yeah. Cool. So guys, thank months. you. Yeah, you're so, welcome. I, I, one more. You thing. have one more question? Yeah, because when you you mentioned you said it was very similar to bike industry in that um, you know going different things. Yeah. But the um, the other part that's very similar, and I, I'm assuming it's like this for other outdoor, outdoor industries, um, whether it's climbing or paddling or whatever it is, it's like you could bring them all together and they all say it's, it's not a ton of money because right. it's a really good job that a lot of people want to get into. But they don't want to, a lot of people don't want to sit in cubes and just pound away at a computer. Right. Like you want to get into like you know doing bike stuff or doing this, but that drives the... You know, if you have so many people, the supply is so big that mm-hmm. you're not going to be a lot of money in that situation. Right, right. Um, and it's very so, similar, I think, with a bike. Passion-fueled. That that's passion what I was fueled. about to say. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I was interviewed a couple years ago by Dirt Rag exactly yeah, on yep. this. What is what is it with craft beer and, and bikes? And it, it's the passion. I mean, yeah. you got this craft beer crowd that is very passionate about what they're doing. You've got the outdoors industry that tends to generate a lot of passion. You've got brand loyalties. You've got an appreciation of quality handmade that type of thing and it's like i see a lot of similarities between mountain biking industry and the craft beer industry just that that passion fueled the the desire to you know help people enjoy things but also to just create and and continue to experiment and make good beer yeah good bikes good whatever creating aspect is uh yeah and that's all fueled because you want to better yourself absolutely yeah i mean because the day that i don't want to drink one of my beers I'm, I'm in the wrong industry yeah you're out of a job yeah absolutely alright any well, final thoughts Mark? Um, 
Anything you want to leave listeners? You, you asked what my favorite beer was outside oh, yeah. of Trogues. Yeah, yeah. I really like Saison's. Okay. And yeah. Trogues doesn't make a ton of them. Why? We do make one barrel-aged one that's uh, it's pretty good. Yeah. But I'm cool just a regular, a slightly kind of punky Saison. I really like that. <laughs> so what about it that gets you... Gets you excited. I'd have to be just. I'd have to just pour you one. And be like, isn't that good, right? <laughs> you know, so that's funny because I'm not a huge no, saison fan. Yeah, really? Yeah, I'm not a big saison fan. It's it's. There's something in the taste that doesn't. It's a pretty unique yeast. There's a very yeah. very. Is that interesting... what it is? And that's what, what my question was going to be. Is that what the differentiator is? Is that it's a different yeast? Well, the. the... What I like about a saison is the whole romantic notion of the historic saison, where the brewer is just. Taking the ingredients available to him from yeah. you know, Bob down the street, Steve across the street, and he's making beer with it. Um, what defines a lot of saisons is the yeast they're using. It's a very phenolic kind of spice-forward yeast, which can be an acquired taste. So I can yeah. totally see why you're not into yeah. it. But um, I mean, I'll drink one, but it's not what I go for. Yeah, yeah, that's what I've always liked, and that's something I've really liked about Trogues. I and mean, we just did a you know, field study that we just had here and another beer. That's good. Uh, the, bar- like that the barley well. for that beer was grown 20 minutes from the brewery, really? nice. and then it was all malted in Pennsylvania for us. So it's kind of cool. I know like uh, one of our brewers, um, actually probably our brewmaster, drove by those fields every day, saw all that barley growing every day until it became ours. It was, was kind of sweet to take something from the local community and yeah. just yeah. You know, make, with, make amazing beer with it. Tim, I asked Mark his favorite beer. What's yours? Uh, no Pilsner. No Pilsner. No, I mean, Pilsner's good. Pilsner's a solid go-to. Uh, I'm really digging the field study. I like the um, the hop-forward character without being insanely bitter. Yeah, so I like that. I'm not a bit, you mentioned Perpetual. Is yeah, so Perpetual's more of a West Coast style. Yeah. That's definitely a nod to the Northeast where okay. we're cutting back on the bitterness and really pushing those... Uh, for lack of a better word, juicy flavors. Seems That's like everybody's using now. juicy right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're really pushing those kind of fruit-forward flavors with the hops. Uh, so definitely digging that. Um, my go-to, like, year-round is probably Troganator, which is a lager, okay. German-style double bog. Okay. Uh, it's just big, malty, just wonderful beer. Nader shots. <laughs> Nader shots, yeah. Kind of what? a tradition Mark started with, like, Nader after work. That, yeah. Nader shot. After work, we <laughs> get a bunch of Nader shots. Four-ounce pour. Slam it. Listen <laughs> <laughs> oh, you right up. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. a good icebreaker. You get people showing up oh, around yeah. the table, and you're like, all right, Nader shots fun. all around. Nice. It started yeah. with uh, one of the girls um, who used to work with us. She actually just, her and her husband just left her hiking the that Appalachian Trail. Was, like uh, doing the thing here. Krista, no. Oh, no. They were here last year with us. It was her birthday. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I was like, we need a round of shots. She was drinking That's a lot today already. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Chris is just nuts. She's she nuts. Even, she doesn't even need she, to be uh, uh, drinking okay. to do that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dirt Fest was, I mean, it's my fault she's here because we brought her to help pour beers yeah, one year. She's back every and then year. I was like, all right, well, you got to ride a bike while you're here. So her half-hour demo from Niner turned into three hours in a very pissed-off demo, demo booth. Like, where the hell have you been oh, with our bike? Yeah. She's like, I want to buy this bike right now. And she's been part of the Did community she buy ever it? since. Wow. <laughs> no, she didn't buy it. Uh, just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> they were like, okay, it's this, it's this much money. And she went, oh, yeah, oh, never mind. All right. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's good. All right, how do you find it? Where do you go? What's the website? Uh, it's www.trogues.com. Which is T-R-O-E-G-S. Yes. Do we have Trogues. to type in the umlaut on the web There's no umlaut in the web address. No. <laughs> <laughs> We're on Instagram, uh, at Trogues Beer. 
Cool. Yeah, Instagram get to us. Uh, I like our Instagram account. Yeah, we have a good Instagram feed. Okay. Yeah. I'll put all the links in the show notes, too, so if anybody Okay, has any cool. Questions. But, yeah, if you find yourself in Hershey, PA, there's obviously chocolate and beer, so check us out. Do you guys do tours? We do oh, tours, yeah. yeah. yeah was, we uh, do recommend people go to the website and register ahead of time because okay. they do tend to fill up. Top four gotcha, brewery okay. tour in the country yeah. this year. Seriously? Um, yeah, whose oh. website was that? Uh, I don't remember the website. I One of the brewing magazines. Really? That's yeah. cool. Relevant enough. Was, yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's it was a good a, tour. You get a... That's pretty cool. They have get like a good behind-the-scenes look. Giant, massive Talking brewery over on the uh, number one spot, and then Trogues is a fraction of that size, and we're at number four. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah, they're offering uh, Splinter Tours now, which you get to taste some of the stuff in their fooders. Yeah, I was going to ask if that's part of it. Yeah, yeah. so we've kind of split. Um, you know, we have our standard beer line. We've kind of gone into some sour barrel-aging stuff. We have these giant oak tanks called fooders which is uh, a Belgian term, uh, so we do some barrel aging in these giant fooders. So the Splinter Tour is a little bit separate because um, oh, yeah, you get to taste beers off the... Yeah. So with the Splinter Beers, we're working with a lot of wild yeast, bacteria, local fruit, just kind of a, a lot of it is... elements. Yeah, a lot of it is extent. just like, let's see what happens if we combine all this. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, sometimes it's good, sometimes not so not, much. Yeah. It's and fun. doing the food and beer pairing thing coming up soon, too. Be my we next just, question. We just... Uh, <laughs> They had like, employees sign up and do these right. to kind of like gauge, okay, how did this go? What do you guys think? Yeah. They'll be offering that as another tour option soon. And we, we and the kitchen at Trogues is awesome. Yeah, is it? It's, yeah, yeah. it's really good. So We touched briefly on um, the increase in interest in cocktails. Mm-hmm. Are you guys are you guys dabbling in cocktails at all? We haven't. No. We. I mean, I know when we initially opened the place, it was brought up as a point of conversation then quickly squashed we don't yeah. want to we're not a bar yeah. we don't want to come you know you're not coming to trogues to get drunk you're coming to trogues to have some amazing Taste food like mark said it's all about well, <laughs> <laughs> okay so mark is but mark i'm glad that you're a part of this now like yeah well, you fun. were uh, you, you were a little uneasy about yeah. it the yeah. Yeah. And mark was good. very uneasy about yeah. joining the podcast and now he's the yeah. star of the show yeah, absolutely <laughs> <laughs> no, you're good. Don't don't be bashful. Yeah, a couple beers. So no, I think that's why we stay away from spirits. Because the other thing is, Hershey owns our building, so Hershey Entertainment owns our oh, building. Really? So really? we, we cool. lease it from them. They oh, also own I most of the bars in Hershey. Oh. So we're so not a bar. Hers- Hershey owns Hershey. Yeah. So we we close at a certain hour to not then annoy the people who are selling our beer down the road. Okay. Yeah, so that gotcha. Was, uh, so Fair we don't enough. market ourselves as a bar. It's a tasting yeah. room, but we do have amazing food. It sets up and you're trying their other places. You're able yeah. to try other things too in your in your establishment that the bars are not necessarily like the pairings. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the, the, the pairings. Uh, yeah. Like the, the scratch beers. You know, we don't always send those out into the wild. Right. Yeah. We have a couple of brewery exclusives. We do. When in doubt, right? Yeah. That's a nice beer. Another German style. When in doubt, let air out. <laughs> yes, fat bike discussion. Um, huh, that's good. Anything else you guys want to leave with? Let's yeah, go. any parting thoughts? Big group in a couple hours, and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm good. It was fun. Yeah, I don't know. Cool. Well, cheers. You. This has been fun. Thank yeah, you. Thanks for having us over. Yeah, that's it. So thank you. Thank yeah, you you're welcome. Thank you, Mark. You're welcome. Thanks, yeah. Ben. Thanks for having thank me. Thank you, Ben. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. See Bye. ya. See Bye. ya, guys.